Hello, listeners. I welcome you all to our Industry Connect series. Our aim is to bring out real-life stories of leading marketers and inspire budding marketing students. Today, we have with us Mr. Sarbhavya Singh, a seasoned marketing professional with over eight-plus years of experience in product marketing, brand management, and communication. He is currently leading as a senior product marketing manager at Oracle. He has worked with a vast range of companies like Samsung, Google, and Huawei. A very warm welcome, Sarvagya. We are extremely honored to have you with us. How are you doing today? Doing very good. It's a Sunday, and uh, yes, relaxing, pretty uh, chilled out for sure. And thank you so much for having me on this podcast, Trishla. We are extremely honored to have you with us, Sarvagya. And uh, thank you. Starting. Um, we wanted to give our audience a better understanding of you. So can you share how your journey has been so far as a marketing manager? What were the challenges that you had to face in your career? Okay, sure. Um, so I would say that, uh, you know, for the MBA times, it, it was very confusing for me to decide which is the right stream to go ahead with. Um, I had a lot of uh, friends who would say that, the growth stands in sales. And um, it, it is basically uh, different people saying different streams are good for them. So the the virtue is to find yourself within these streams. What kind of a personality do you have at that point of life? You know, it might change in the future. I'm just saying it's not, it's subjective. It is, it you change as a person or whatever you do. But um, at that time, I knew very well that I have a keen interest in content. Um, I have a lot of interest in uh, the tech part. And also at some point of life, I wanted to do something which was uh, more towards the technology side, you know. So I combined my technology experience from uh, from my school time, from my graduation and, and combined it with being a, a, you know, futuristic marketing manager. And that's where, you know, digital was booming a lot. So I thought that this is the right place. So so, so to talk about the challenges, I started early as a marketing manager with that the diversified group called the JP Group. And at, at that time of the beginning of my career, digital had started picking up really well. And uh, while being young and tech savvy, I had the advantage. It was one of the challenges I get heard and accepted for my opinions and decisions by the senior colleagues, you know? So because, because digital was just something new and... Um, they always wanted my intervention in the larger planning they were doing. And, and that gave me the kick, or I would say the opportunity to also work alongside with them in the plans and at the same time have my individual plans to, uh, you know, the, to objectify whatever the objectives were for the plans, you know, and, and to uh, achieve our KPIs at whatever we had kept for the, a certain campaign. Uh, another cha- challenge I would like to say is... Uh, uh, also an opportunity, you know, in the startup culture, I would say the role of a marketing manager ranges from designing product marketing strategies to internal marketing communication. And um, so on one hand, you're responsible for PNL, which is um, profit and loss. And on the other, you're also working on a, uh, designing marketing campaigns like Google ads and checking on social posts. While it all seems very overwhelming at that time, um, I would say that uh, you you don't have to multitask and appreciate everyone's broader perspective. Needless to say, 
practical knowledge of each aspect of marketing is very essential you know what i mean so um yeah. um again marketing is very challenging you know it, it it's challenging initially when when you are transforming from a um an activation point of view to a digital and mm-hmm. it's also changing at a very fast pace at least for me it was changing at a very fast pace when i had come and uh, that that is also i would say is uh, is to is to lies with your internal stakeholders and and to be sure in terms of in a in a bit of a in a way or educating them that what you're trying to do um so that's a challenge right so you have to you have to always keep on educating them that this is what you want to do and this is how th- everything would be achieved so you guys need to um collaborate with me for this plan and you know um uh that's what i would say is is something which was uh, which was challenging for me i can give an example of uh, one of the projects which i was given by a very senior person in samsung who heads the product team um so he said that you have to establish communities and uh, we have we want to reach out to the larger base who have been part of the samsung group i would say people who have purchased samsung devices it could be obviously the mobile phones is what we are talking about so we wanted to set up a community so developing a community for samsung is also a big task by because there was no crm at that place um, you know in samsung and we we needed a lot of data collection first and there was a lot of acquisition which was supposed to be done for the people who are existing samsung users and the people who are budding samsung users or people who really aspire to be a samsung person who want to upgrade from uh, the the c phones you know um, the c company phones or just generally other players who wanted to just uplift to a samsung experience so this was a challenge and um, to build this challenge i had to educate a lot of uh, stakeholders around um, do the bigger the company the difficult it is for you to go across from multiple teams and present your plans they have a lot of apprehensions around your plans um, of course the roi on your initial spend what would you get out of it what is the larger vision on this project so you know this is what yeah. are the challenges when you join these bigger companies so that's that's how i would like to sum up thank you thank you so much sir bagya i mean uh, the example that you shared it's so interesting to know i mean as a student we always look at the bright side of the story not realizing mm. about the difficulties and the challenges of yeah. podcasting yeah yeah well this is it that's why i'm on the <laughs> podcast with you to show you the real picture Yes, and uh, so Sarvakya, moving ahead, um, you have a really interesting profile, and uh, we were mm-hmm. really curious to know how does a day of a product marketing manager looks like? Sure. So running meetings, planning agendas, discussing and coordinating with various cross-functional teams, um, coordinating with vendors, partners. striking deals ensuring the communication is as per the product usps um additionally i would say most importantly seeing and ensuring that the targets um are broken down into smaller pieces mm-hmm. and are meeting within the deadline which we have set up so that's how i work it never ends anything <laughs> you know whether it's b2c or b2b it just never mm-hmm. ends and uh, each week i start with a robust mind keeping uh, in lieu my health and of course exercising and all of these things but the work is what i try for and the work is what gives me confidence in who i am so um 
by the end of the week it's a great feeling that for the next two days nobody's checking with you you're not supposed to do anything that's a very good culture step i would say but as a personal thing i mm-hmm. ensure that i park certain things for the weekend too to be working mm-hmm. upon and uh so that's what i would say that you know it, it, this is how uh i mean i just spoke about how a typical day of a product marketing manager is like but a larger week is like this that you are working for 5 days straight up but for those two days which you park you also park some of the work and some of your personal development um work which you would want to do over the weekends which could be learning uh which could be um um you know things like what we are doing right now you know <laughs> podcast interviews <laughs> yeah. and etc etc so yeah that's about it that was really fascinating to know so do you think that the work from home culture like it's bringing out like it's it's a change for you or are you kind of missing the office being in a, being in office working okay good question good question <laughs> it's it's a very basic question but everyone would have a different perspective towards it um see i'm in a serious business and a serious role okay mm-hmm. i lead a business unit um mm-hmm. while you lead a business unit means you have to show efficiency with your work and with your uh plans and you, with with your strategy whatever you're doing with it now when work from home came in it sounds very overwhelming that okay you will save a lot of time but yeah. it also has a lot of cons the whole way of working changed and mm-hmm. i saw myself working a lot and um while i have set up uh, my own house um you know over the, over the lockdown period and i also set up my own home office which i always wanted to it was an idea which was always irking my head that i have to do this sooner or later and something i wanted to do in a full fledged way so by getting the right desk by having a desk which would actually be height adjustable just as you see it in the fancy offices of google yeah. so uh having your monitors and all of that stuff is something i got and i placed and i i was very very uh research oriented over the uh lockdown that what i want and with the limited resources available and limited deliveries happening and and of course finding the right brands for suiting your uh you know your needs so i was able to do that so work from home um i would say is definitely a great experience for me but um there are these times when i miss the vibe or i would say the uh yeah. feeling of an office and i would say the collaboration part you know for a for a marketing person let's say for example i've had an idea i've discussed it with my boss the boss is completely aligned and really happy but at the same times i'm doing this for my cross functional department which is sales right yeah. so i would definitely want to discuss it with them and and if they are present physically over just a call it definitely gives a better experience and a you know uh, i would say uh go ahead or i would say a confirmation on your plan or if if in case there is a feedback which is obviously most of the time constructive and uh, uh you know helpful positive uh, but at the same time you would want to get that quicker you would want to meet people quickly although i work pan india i am at a certain location i keep on i used to travel a lot to go to different places and discuss the plans with them uh one person managing so many uh large set of sales uh people a, a huge set of sales a uh, team um also needs to be on you know uh on calls and at the same time physical meeting definitely helps so that's something i miss a lot and yes the working hours shot up um yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i would say i would say it was it's the only 
thing which came in my head was that no traffic no um uh, getting out of on right time but at the same time the working hours yeah. uh, got pushed and and at the same time the whole business model changed you know the whole approach changed we were we were i'm in mean, my job definitely had a lot of uh, traveling and now i am just doing everything which is virtual we are doing virtual events virtual virtual um and so the world's changed i mean so this was also a new thing for me to adapt to and within this uh, paradigm i would want to uh, uh, achieve my goals right so that's that's something i would say was uh, uh, overwhelming and at, at the same time new uh, challenging also but i managed so i like work from home but at the same time i would like to keep the blend of going to the office at times uh, for that more uh, i would say sometimes i'm on more focus for a newer project and uh, it and, and i have been visiting the office by the way just for sometimes when i want to get that peace of mind because at home you know there's multiple um times you can get disturbed for you know and sometimes like for example we just started our interview and there was a maid who was ringing the bell and calling me right so yeah. these kind of things keep on coming in and when you want that focus that extreme focus when you're doing a project uh you would want uh, your you know your surroundings to be all distraction free and that's what i would say i would i would go to office for sometimes just to get that that's it yes and i guess now with the work from home culture i think now everybody's like we have to be available all the time it's so now the excuses are kind of we have to keep them at the back seat and uh, <laughs> uh, not for me i never had excuses so i was always available even before even at my physical time i was uh, <laughs> when we were going to the office i was available then also and available now also uh it's just that i would say that the working hours have shot up mm-hmm. um and also the usage on the the sitting time on a computer has shot yeah. up uh we are learning through a computer we are talking through a computer um strain on the eyes come through um it's yeah. it's common because we are continuously staring and getting the glare from the screen yeah. um so yeah rest is just uh, the way it is i don't know not for me for sure i'm always available um <laughs> uh, moving forward uh, uh we noticed that uh, you have ex- immense experience in b2b and b2c channels so according mm-hmm. to you how do the marketing strategies actually differ between the two okay um sure so i must start with saying that b2c is more fun okay mm-hmm. quick with everything happening now um and i miss it but i'm just saying it is obviously more fun and uh it's 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 like uh more like sprint you know it's running at a very fast pace the the b2c side of work okay? okay b2b is more like a marathon it's slow and deep b2c is for a larger user base and has a huge scope of tactical planning and campaign as as an individual i would say people take decision based on emotions in b2c while in b2b the same people become more rational and difficult to move okay to be honest with you and uh, um in b2b the um, uh, the focus is on niche group you know and unlike b2c um it's practically about lead gen um uh, in b2b uh, it's about to be able to get the business or 
the conversation going out of your relationship. We harp on relationship a lot on B2B. While relationships and communications are the two most important pillars for marketing, uh, B2B is more about, uh, you know, relationship. So persistence in communication is very, very critical. And in B2C, we see it is a lot more about communication, messaging, and creativity for sure. Creativity plays a very critical role there as well, you know? Um, so, of course, just say for an example, I was launching mobile phones, flagship series, yeah. uh, mid-series, uh, mass series in Samsung. And imagine the amount of adrenaline I would have while I would launch those uh, by while I build my plans in terms of communication, positioning, pricing, planning, uh, channel uh, planning, the uh, all kind of PR planning, media planning, um, and creating longer streams for business to flow in for the sales teams. So that's a, a lot of planning, right? So, and when the project goes live, when all of these e-commerce uh, sites are all, you know, painted with your communication and your banners and your project, you just get a lot of, uh, you know, I would say a high for the same. You know, you, you are just, you're, you're definitely very pleased to see that the more the eyeballs, the larger your campaign is a success. Of course, the success matters on how many, the, eventually what the sale is. But you get my point, right? Yeah. B2C planning versus a B2B. B2B, you know, when I joined B2B in Oracle, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring the same flavor in. And that's what I, I had discussed with my hiring manager too. And that's the kind of energy she was looking for me to. And I'm doing that, trust me. In B2B, I've introduced uh, a campaign, which is which is me collaborating with an influencer. Imagine, you've been hearing influencers are yeah. all over. And they are just, uh, you know, I didn't know. I mean, I could have been a great influencer myself, but I never saw myself doing all all of this as a as a as a full time um, job because this is pretty much a a hobby, or I would just say a a, a, a urge of creating the content, not to publicize it in lieu of getting money or you know partnerships. Um, I didn't really think of that. Like for example, I still make music in my own way, whatever I like, and I share it with friends. I just keep it still the same way. I don't want to go to a brand saying that, you know, I do all of these things. Maybe you want to pay me for the same and I would do your niche marketing. Well, that's from person to person. But influencer marketing, the people who are very serious or taking this as a serious job uh, are something which a brands can work very well with and they can attain a lot of their objectives, of the, their plan objectives by doing the same. So uh, in B2D, I have also introduced influencer marketing very recently um, in my CX business. So uh, that is definitely giving me a lot of, uh, uh, you know, coverage in terms of my, um, you know, it's a high touch campaign, as we call it. Um, we would want to reach out to a certain audience only and the influencer is able to influence our messaging across to those certain audience uh, the way we want. So of course I work with the influencer, but in a B2C, it's just that the, Coverage is much, much larger. And B2B, it's restricted to a certain audience. So, however, my personal choice is mixing the strategies to take the best from the both worlds. Is what that, That's what I would say to sum up. 
Uh, thanks a lot, Saragya. It was, in fact, really you need to know that influencer marketing could also be integrated in B2B. And, uh, yeah, so, yes. <laughs> and it's so, it, it's so interesting to know such insights. I mean, we learn, the, we learn it in a very theoretical manner in our host books. But when we got to understand it from you, I mean, the differences that you pointed out is something very different. And uh, right. very, it's not there uh, in our host curriculum. Talk to us for the differences that you pointed out. <laughs> sure, very new. sure. That's yeah. That's what the whole interview is about—to give you the best of my experience and the advice at the same time. So, uh, yeah, sure. My pleasure, always. Uh, so, Sarvanga, we have a small surprise for you. We'll play okay. a quick rapid fire so that our audience gets to know you a little bit better. Okay. And uh, we will ask you five questions. And you have to answer them right. very quickly. Okay. Sure. So, shall we begin? Sure, go ahead. Yeah. Are you a mountain person or beach? Uh, beach more, but at the same time, mountain person as well. <laughs> I like tropical beaches a lot. Okay. Uh, which one is easier, B2B or B2C? B2B. B2B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you prefer, Chinese or Italian? Uh, Italian. Italian. Work from home or work from office? Uh, work from home, but at the same time, work from office sometimes. Okay. And the last question is, Kriti Sanon or Kiara Advani? I don't follow, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the... the Actress as much because um, I mean I'm I'm not much fascinated but uh, uh, tricky question <laughs> I would say I worked with uh, Priti Sanon and uh, one thing I liked about her was she's very down to earth I had mm -hmm. another colleague who used, who was in the team with me and she had gone to school uh, with him and she was very uh, down to earth to acknowledge the fact that uh, this this person who works with me, who went to school with her. So, and she was, she was very friendly in terms of understanding and talking to me. And I, I would just say out of the experience, Priti Sanon, of course, is my choice and a very down to earth person. Just felt like, uh, you know, we have, we have also started with her. It's just that she got <laughs> famous with the, the, what do you call the, the glam side of world. And we are still uh, doing what we thought we would want to do. I'm sure she's also pretty much uh, educated, but yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's it's the it's the industry you choose, and uh, it's the person you are. So yeah, yeah. Well, Kriti Kriti is my choice out of the two. Sorry, I don't know other person, the Advani girl. Sorry, oh, <laughs> and uh, if yeah, if if I would have worked longer with Samsung mm -hmm. or any other B two C brand, I definitely would have got to meet <laughs> such uh, celebrities and to to add i mean i also got my last series which i launched with samsung was the m series mm -hmm. and uh, i got to meet tiger shroff um, and and uh, he's also pretty a uh, very basic you know down to earth person um, had a good time interacting with him also and uh, that's how we come to an end of our podcast but uh, before we sure. end we would want you to share your secret mantra of success for our audience. Right. So, um, see, I have jotted five points mm -hmm. 
and I would like to share these. So based on my experience, I can tell what I find really important is learn the art of communication. Articulation is very important. What you say is valuable, but how you say is gold. All right, that's point number one. Number two is there's a lot to learn from activities that we see in our daily lives. Start observing them. Try to think from others' perspective. Like a TV ad, for example. What would be a marketer be thinking why they went ahead with this message or this messaging and so on. On social media, why, when you see an ad, just check why it's been shown to you and analyze what would have been the brand's media strategy to show this ad to you. Go beyond observing, start questioning. Start these questioning across on social platforms. Have your set of peer friends. Uh, make maybe two or three people who are you know, your go-to buddies for such discussions. That is really helpful. Number three, go for experiences and exposure to broader your horizons. This can be through traveling, reading about places, people, campaigns, and as a restless youth who doesn't like reading maybe, watch videos about these. I did that. You know, I would find reading at a certain stage of life very boring, so I moved towards video. But now I'm back to reading, but at the same time, I like video too. So, so, so do that, number three. Number four is um, learning is a never-ending process, so never get comfortable with what you know. Strive for more. Always be striving for more. Number five, have trust in your capabilities, but don't get overconfident. Let your work speak and bring praise for you. So these are five gold points for your listeners. I hope it, it helps them and helps you and your colleagues. So that's about it. Thank you so much, Sarvakya. Thank you so, so, so much. It was great hosting you and I'm sure our audience got to hear such, uh, such amazing experiences that you've brought out uh, via this podcast and such new perspectives as well. I mean, when I look at an advertisement, I generally just look at like, what are they trying to showcase? But I've never looked, what you mentioned, like observe why are they... Uh, putting this message, what are the elements that they are trying to bring out? This session was right. so, it, it just, it was extremely, uh, it was filled with learnings in the session. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to help and something, you know, you guys could learn out of me, definitely. Thank you so much.